0: Welcome to tonight's episode of the Remso Martinez Experience. Before we get started, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to some of this episode's sponsors. From self-publishing to podcasting and passive income development, I offer ongoing self-development courses at Champion Pundit Academy, as well as one-on-one private consultations to take you from zero to hero in no time. Learn more at ChampionPunditAcademy.com. That's ChampionPunditAcademy.com. You want to know what you need more of in your life? Politics. Yeah, nobody ever said that. But if you've got to go ahead and spend money on one nonfiction book, it's got to be the ultimate clash of wisdom, awesomeness, and then obviously the politics. But why not a little bit of comedy? Why not a little bit of a memoir? Why not something that's going to make you say, hey, I actually enjoyed reading this. I laughed. I learned something in the process. Check out my book. It's an Amazon bestseller. You may have heard of it. It's Stay Away from the Libertarians. It talks about... All the things you think you might know about libertarians, plus a lot of things that I bet dollars to donuts you don't know about. You can get it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble online. So go on right now. You can get it in print or ebook or Kindle or whatever you call it. Just go out and get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble online today. It's Stay Away from the Libertarians by Remso W. Martinez. Happens to be me. Another day, another travesty. Justin Amash coming in the crosshairs of everybody, including Rans Paul. The world is getting kind of weird. I'm Repso W. Martinez, and you're listening to the Repso Martinez Experience. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. Go ahead and do me a quick favor before we keep going on this crazy train to hell. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Remso4VA. That's R-E-M-S-O-F-O-R-V-A, Remso4VA. Follow me and I'll follow you back indiscriminately. This way we can keep this chaotic conversation going after the show. And as always, hey, go ahead and do me a quick favor. My book is super cheap and right now it's on Amazon. For $12.99, if you have not gotten a copy of Stay Away from the Libertarians yet, I'm not saying that a plague of locusts will descend upon your house, but you're most likely going to be a loser at that party where, you know, you want to go over to the popular kids and they're talking about my book because, I mean, really, really who's not at those, uh, you know, drunken frat parties that I obviously attended in, high, in college, high school, whatever. And, uh, you know, you're going to try and go there after you finally manage to weasel your way in because of one funny joke. And the moment they start talking about Chapter 5, uh, set, like the third paragraph and that one minute little footnote that's there, you're not going to have a single clue what they're talking about. So go ahead and grab a copy and print or Kindle e-reader today. Go ahead and grab it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. So finally on to the topic, today's going to be a bit of a shorter episode because I've already given you two others this week, so why the hell not just do a third, just go ahead and get the meat and potatoes of the topic out there. Um, As always, somebody has managed to piss off somebody else, which means a bunch of other people are pissed, a bunch of other people, and now you know Twitter's in the frenzy. But uh, this isn't anything new. When it comes to the issue of whether or not Justin Amash is a liberty warrior or not in Congress, that's not really the point. The point is we always find a reason to crucify our heroes because we'd much rather see them fall than see them rise. And even then we tend to treat everyone like a false messiah when in fact we're all just humans trying to figure out a way to get along in this crazy world. In order to better understand this, I have the founder of Liberty Link Media. He goes ahead and he does all those awesome videos over at Young Americans for Liberty. And he's met more than a couple of these Liberty champions that you probably Look out for and root for on a daily basis. As is, ladies and gentlemen, Nicholas Visser. Nick. Thank you so much for joining the program today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on, Remzo. I Appreciate wanted it.
0: I wanted to call you Vesser, but you know,
1: I, I got <laughs> everybody I got else it. I got does. Get everybody it, right. else got does it, right. Hey, you're just giving me some new information. So, what did Rand say to uh, about Justin?
0: Rand went ahead and sided with the uh, the Freedom Caucus. Condem- condention vote. I don't know the proper terminology for it. Basically, the House Freedom Caucus voted huh. to condemn what Justin Amash said about the uh, imp- the potentially, depending on where everyone's coming from it, the potentially impeachable offenses that came out of the Mueller report from the Trump team. And Rand Paul, when he was asked for his opinion, because him and Amash are obviously friends, he said, yeah, you know, I, I sided with them on this one. It It was kind of ridiculous. He shouldn't have done it. Uh, for complete clarity, like I don't really – I don't really have a dog in this fight. I mean the whole thing just seems like you know a giant dick measuring contest because it's weird because politics makes strange bedfellows. You have never Trump Republicans. You have libertarians. Then you have democrats who are all backing Amash for different reasons. It's like the Spanish Civil War right now. <laughs> And then you have everyone that loves Amash and everyone just yelling at each other. And I mean, the, the the things that I mean, you can go to the internet if you ever want to lose faith in humanity, folks. If I'm the first person telling you this, then I'm sorry, but it it, it just seems like it's <sighs> if you liked Justin Amash, this isn't going to bug you. If you didn't like him, it's not going to bug you either. But to say that you know now he's um, as one. <sighs> As somebody over at a conservative review who shall not be named because now that person is dead to me said he is – what what, what did he say? Mark Levin. Fuck it. It's Mark Levin. Mark Levin said he was (laughs) the Benedict Arnold of Liberty. Oh. And this is just getting like – this is getting ridiculous. Now, I I, I like Mark Levin. But to go ahead and call someone a Benedict Arnold, why not call him like – I don't know, Heinrich Himmler, Judas – like, I mean, you can just keep going. This is one of those situations where it's like, people, just because you disagree with someone about something doesn't mean they suddenly have to become an enemy overnight. And Nick, I've seen you've you've done interviews, you've supported people, you've worked with people who are big L libertarians, they're Republicans. I mean, you, you've had firsthand experience with these folks. I don't think the perfect liberty candidate exists because to do that, you'd have to be a figment of our imaginations. Should we hold people up to this you know, Jesus Christ libertarian standard, or should we admit to ourselves that people are people? They're going to do things that sometimes might piss us off.
1: We should admit to ourselves that people are people, period, end of story. I mean, listen, I, I am a big fan of Rand Paul. I'm a big fan of Justin Amash. Uh, it's seldom that I disagree with Justin. I disagree with Rand from time to time, but Rand is still doing more. To further the principles of liberty than any big L libertarian out there because he has a voice. He has a chair. He has the ability to get into Trump's ear and get Trump to do liberty things. And, you know, we need to get off our high horse. We need to stop acting like uh, there's only one way to get this thing done.
0: Exactly. And I mean, I, I, I mentioned this in my book. You know, there there's no such thing as like the perfect libertarian. And the one thing that I, I tend to bring up is, um, you know, the the immigration issue, for example, like I, dur- during the 2018 midterms, and I'm not in Florida, so obviously, I, I couldn't have voted in Florida, but I liked Ron DeSantis. I agree with Ron DeSantis on a lot of stuff. I think when it comes to his stance on the border wall, it's a little retarded. You can't pay for something that we don't have money for. Forget the whole ethics of the whole immigration issue aside. You can't pay for shit you don't have money for. So to lead people on saying that that's going to be your whole shtick, you're going to help President Trump somehow as governor put money towards the wall when you're in Florida. I mean, you're surrounded by freaking water. Like, are, are the Mexicans swimming to Florida? I really don't think they are. But – If that's your whole thing, like I'm going to disagree with you on that. Was that –
1: The Haitians are swimming to Florida. The the
0: Haitians are swimming to Florida. I stand corrected. (laughs) I mean when it came to that type of stuff, it's like you can – a logical person can look at that and I'm, I'm praying that there are logical people out there. A logical person can look at that and say, huh, that really has nothing to do with the governor. There's really nothing he can do even if he is elected to help Trump in his wall. And what's he gonna do? Re- retweet something about the wall? Like, there's nothing he can do. So, what? So, for some people in Florida, they were like, "Oh, I can't vote for DeSantis because he said that." And fuck him because Murray Rothbard said this. It's like, guys, y- you gotta you gotta pick and choose some things here.
1: Yeah, get over it. I mean, so that's that's the big issue, and I see this with a lot of guys. Is that unfortunately, you know, these Republicans, these. And I call them. Some of them are are big government Republicans who like to use the word liberty. There are plenty of them, and you know Mark Levin going out and saying that Justin Amash is the Benedict Arnold to liberty, or whatever he said. You know that what irritates me about guys like that is they are more than happy to push for certain spending measures. And I know this isn't necessarily what you were talking about, but it, I have to get it off my chest because they are more than I'll happy. Spill to next spell, <laughs> they are more than happy to push for certain spending measures, and it, it's just as bad as well. It's not just as bad. Let's let's, <laughs> but the left as as what the left is doing. So you've got you know I, I agree with you. DeSantis was uh, the obvious choice in Florida, and I like. 95% of his platform but there has to be somewhere we have to find this this uh a place where we can finally say okay you know what some of the stuff that that Trump is pushing for or it's just this this ass licking of Trump that drives me crazy <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just like stop it so i i realize that you're afraid of losing your chair but i have more respect for a guy like Justin Amash who's going to go out there and speak his mind, whether he's right or wrong, at least he's speaking his mind and let the chips fall where they may. And if I lose my seat in Michigan in 2020, so be it. But at least he's got the balls to do something about it.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, this this whole thing, it, it, kind, of, it kind of sheds light on a bunch of different issues. One, it, it really does show that people that do You know, they support individual freedom. They support free markets. It's almost like they're, you know, the guys on our team, we're we're much quicker to attack and crucify ourselves than the people that are directly opposing us and actually trying to use the state to initiate violence on otherwise peaceful people. And I, you know, I'm paying paying a bit of attention to um, what's going on in the Democratic primaries right now. And it's really funny because you look at the Democrats this time going around all fighting each other for um, the nomination, which they you know they've got months and months ahead. I mean, the first debate isn't even till next month. And then you compare it to Republicans when they were in 2016, for example. You know, early late late 2015, early 2016, like so much mudslinging, and you know, Trump had just come in around June 2015, and it was already getting kind of retarded. Like you know, I think it's really funny. Democrats aren't necessarily attacking each other, but some of them are falling wayside and out of you know the public favor, not because of something that's been exposed about them or whatever. By use, Beto O'Rourke, for example, Beto O'Rourke was you know the prodigal son for the longest time, according to the media. And what killed Beto O'Rourke? The fact that Beto O'Rourke is boring, because if you want just another white guy running for president. You've got Pete Buttigieg, who's just basically gay Beto O'Rourke. Yep. And somehow he became more
1: interesting. I I was just thinking about about this today, is that the vast majority of Republicans, they don't want a put together. And here's where the huge problem is. I've been thinking about this when it comes to liberty, when it comes to Republicans, you know. Unfortunately, and it's, it's my team, so if, if I had to pick a team, I'm on that team. I'm, we don't like the well-spoken, well-groomed it, – it, like if somebody came along like Obama only on the right, it's like we would reject that because it's too polished. It's too clean. It's too, you know, it's all these things that that we don't like. Oh, there's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with that. I, I smell a rat. I smell a rat. And then on the left, they love this intellectual, you know, let's look at the resume. Let's Let's see how good this guy is, how well-spoken he is, how perfect he is or she is. And ultimately, They're going to push that person, and I already see it coming. I really believe that Mayor Pete is the guy that the media has chosen, and despite what the polling says, despite Biden's enormous lead right now, mark my words, barring a huge disaster, a huge problem, Mayor Pete will likely be the Democratic nominee. I'm making that call right now. And it's because they love, the, they love the resume. They love these things. And there's just such a divide in what the two groups look for. And if we could <laughs> – I would love to find somebody who's got that resume and is well-spoken and is pristine. I mean perfect example, Nick Freitas. Nick Freitas, the fact that he, he – uh, I consider Nick a friend. The fact that he lost the Virginia primary – is ridiculous because he is one of the best, most principled messengers for liberty that we have, but he gets rejected by the Republican base somehow. It just drives me nuts
0: it, it was very much the reasons what that you brought up earlier and to to a large degree like i I agree with you in theory for what you know for what you claimed earlier. they like the polished speaker. They like the person that looks distinguished. You can't fight him on paper. I I think ultimately another thing, and this is what, you know, is kind of going to kind of help tie this all together. So it doesn't seem like we're veering off track too much. I don't, I think we want that. I think everyone wants that to a large degree, but we never do because if that were the case, like, you know, let's look at presidential politics, for example, um, Bill Clinton should not have defeated Bush 41 and, Obama should not have defeated John McCain, and Donald Trump shouldn't have beaten everybody, and these weren't necessarily the people that had the most stellar resumes. These weren't necessarily even the most polished pe- people like people a- li- liberal academics and I live outside of d c so I have to deal with the Georgetown bullshit on a pretty regular basis. They like to say that george I'm sorry that Bill Clinton is this uh you know. Polished road scholar, and he's just the most intellectual man in the room. But you you go back to his interviews on MCV, and they're like, "Do you like to smoke weed?" And he's like, "Maybe." Like they they loved that. They loved that. Oh, it's just Bill from Arkansas being Bill. And to a large degree, I think that's also what kind of played out in Virginia. And I, you you know, I uh, I had a front row seat to that giant abortion of democracy right there on June 11th, 2017, and we, we see that repeatedly. We're so willing to go after people on small, minute things, and the things that a lot of Republicans were going after Nick on were issues that him and Corey Stewart, who did end up getting the nomination, agreed on. They both agreed on the legalization of medical marijuana. The difference is Nick went on record and Corey said it at fundraisers. So little things like that, we they like to nitpick because they wanted someone that seemed like this cookie cutter Republican versus the person that seemed to be like a bit more of an individual.
1: Yeah, but re- Republicans need to get their heads out of their asses when it comes to that because the the whole, you know. Uh, it- I'm a Christian and therefore I'm not okay with medical marijuana or whatever whatever it is lettuce. that whatever argument that they're making is just absurd. Come on, you elected a guy who has probably had more gotten more women <laughs> abortions than any president <laughs> in in history. You elected a guy who is literally, I mean, he has he is a scumbag businessman. Period. I mean, I, I there are plenty of things that I like about Trump and what Trump does. But don't put him on a high horse as if God anointed the man. Stop it, you know? It's
0: well, ridiculous. as a as a Liberty University alumni, he was appointed by God himself, according to Jerry Falwell.
1: Such <laughs> Such bullshit. Such bullshit.
0: So, I mean, really. I mean,
1: I know people, I know people who have stopped going to church. Family members who have stopped going to church because of the hypocrisy that exists in that area alone. And believe me, I'm, like, I'm not saying that Hillary would have been better and I'm not saying that Trump doesn't do a bunch of really good liberty things. As a matter of fact, he does a, real, a lot of really good liberty things thanks to Rand Paul. But that's irrelevant. He's still the liar in chief, period. Like he is a scumbag. Like there is no way around that. You can't. You can't. It, it, you can make as many arguments as you want that he is anointed by God or whatever. Whatever arguments are made, but the guy is still a dirtbag. He's a New York City businessman dirtbag.
0: And, and what does this show us? What What does this show us right now? Everyone who breathes air is somehow screwed up. I'm screwed up. You're screwed up. Trump is obviously screwed up. Everyone is screwed up. And even Absolutely. when we find someone who's perfect in our eyes, they're going to do something that kind of ticks us off at some point. We have to take the good and the bad, and we have to really ask ourselves, is this worth bitching about? Because Absolutely. In, in the, I, yeah,
1: go ahead. I agree with you, but there are levels, okay? Yeah. I, again, I know Nick Freitas pretty well. And Nick Freitas is, I mean, he is a a great human being. I'm sure he's got his skeletons, he's got his problems. But he is a principled, honest, hardworking, great guy overall, period. And yeah, exactly. there are absolutely levels when it comes to this stuff. And, you know, the fact that the evangelical right has, you know, <laughs> propped Trump up as, you know, anointed by God is just it's so hypocritical it just looks so bad and everybody else is is laughing at that the whole idea of it Reg- again regardless of how many policies you agree with it's it's still a joke you know yeah now
0: rewinding just a little bit um, speaking of Nick I uh, folks for those of you that remember back in 2017 during the 2017 uh, election here in Virginia, I actually did a documentary called "American Statesman: The Nick Freitas Story," and after knowing Nick since about uh, late 2015, early 2016, I-, I wanted to focus on his race specifically. I had actually a list of potential candidates that I was going to film, you know, a, a-, a short documentary about, but I chose Nick specifically because. When I look for someone I identify as a liberty candidate, some people think that my barrier to entry is kind of low, but I think when you just really distill it, it, comes down to these three things. One, do you believe in individual natural rights that are found in nature? Two, will you be consistent with that? And three, will you actually go out and advance those principles, not just back them up when someone else has done all the fighting and they're all bloody and you can come in and look like a hero? Like what so many politicians do, but are you willing to, you know, fight those fights, win those fights, and sometimes lose those fights? If you could do those three things, you're good in my book. So, Nick, here here's my question for you. You're God for a day. If you could devise your perfect liberty candidate of all the people you've looked at and all the people that you're gonna be, you know, talking to and checking out a campaign trail for years to come. What are the things you're looking for when you say, wow, this is someone I want to get behind and this is someone I want to see actually affect change?
1: Nick Freitas. <laughs> Explain. <Period. laughs> I, <no. laughs> I mean, listen, I, I have worked with so many of them and I like I like them all. Um, I really like there was a guy I worked with out in Colorado who I think if he ever ran as a Republican and kind of like as a Liberty Republican, I think that he would have a real shot. At, at making a huge impact. His name is Roger Barris. Um but Nick is in my mind he has he brings passion to the conversation. He pulls in people uh with emotion, not just logic, and but he wins them over with his arguments. He's his knowledge, his foundation, his history, his—I—I um, I haven't found anything about the guy that I consider a ceiling. I don't think he has. A, I don't think he has a ceiling. I think when America is ready, he's our guy.
0: I—I I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. So this is uh, this is going to be interesting to see how this whole situation lays out i know a lot of people are asking congressman amash to run for president as a libertarian uh we've got just a few minutes on the clock for the remainder of the show you think he should jump in or you think he should stay out
1: um so first of all i, I have spoken to and i see a lot of people within the libertarian party who are already saying that they don't want him And I really hope that Justin is reading that stuff and looking at that stuff, because while he may feel isolated right now and he may feel as though the Republicans have said, you're alone, you're out on an island here, man, he's going to feel the exact same way in the Libertarian Party.
0: I'd say he'd be going back a step.
1: He'd be going back a step. I mean, he he would – he might – you know, he'd basically get Gary Johnson's platform, like he'd, he'd have the ability to sort of get the amount of press that Gary did. He'd have that third party status. First of all, I don't think Justin is a good enough orator at this point, at this stage. I think he he absolutely could be one day, but I don't think he is at this stage to capture the country by storm and, and move that needle enough to make, you know, the, uh, the libertarian party capture a huge number and and second of all I love Justin he's probably my most my favorite politician in congress right now he is doing so much better work where he is he can change minds he can have an impact on what goes on in congress every day but not only that He he's getting people to actually notice him right now by taking a stand against Trump. I I just – I can't see the value in it. And again, if the Libertarian Party were any different, if they were making – if they were giving me any reason to sell their brand better, I would be doing it, man, because I am Libertarian through and through. I want to sell the Libertarian Party. I want to sell it every day. I want to sling it like crazy, like it's crack. But I can't. You know, because they just aren't giving me a reason to do it.
0: And sadly, I know a lot of people that, you know, share share the same sentiment. And I I know, like, you know, in my own personal life, like I've been a split ticket voter since I was 18. And I'm, you know, I'm a dues pay member of the Libertarian Party. But like, I I, I don't know the last time. I, I think the last time I donated money to a Libertarian candidate running for any office was Dale Kearns in Pennsylvania. And I mean, that was, you know, that that, that was last year. But before that, I don't, I, don't, I don't really know.
1: Dale's great. We did work for him and we're doing work right now for Maj Torre in Philadelphia. I mean, listen, I, I am. I am the I absolutely any candidate that wants to run for office and they want to put an L next to their name. I might not understand why they want to put an L next to their name, but I will do whatever I can to help their campaign and to. Build their brand and to make them a success, but there is a top-down thing that needs to take place. And I'm hopeful, Dan Fishman, um, that just you know became executive director. I'm hopeful that certain things will start taking place. But you know they should have we should have had a national commercial on the air back during the Johnson campaign. We, there should have been a national commercial for Fox News and CNN that is. Very simple, to the point, telling people why that there is another option. And it's crazy to me that we're not that they've never done that. It just I, but that's the tip of the iceberg that Nick Sarwark should be on the news at least once a week. There's no reason for it. Cliff Maloney gets on the news all the time. There's no reason that, that Nick Sarwark couldn't be on the news if he had the right schedulers doing it for him. There's just a host of things that they need to be doing that I've made it very clear.
0: Well, folks, as you heard, crack for the soul only goes so far when it's not giving you what you need. Nick, thank you so much for coming on the program today. It was an absolute pleasure having you on. If people want to follow you and everything else, and the folks, if you're not following him already, like what what the fuck is wrong with you? If they want to go ahead and correct that ill doing on their part, how can they do so?
1: It's uh, Nicholas Viser V E S E R on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and. Uh... You can also go to LibertyLinkMedia.com to see all of our production work.
0: Perfect. Nick, thank you so much for coming on the program. It was an absolute blast. And after the show, send me, uh, send me your mailing address. I want to go ahead and send you a free copy of Stay Away from the Libertarians.
1: Certainly, man. Thank you, Remzo. Have a good night.
0: You too. Well, folks, will Justin Amash versus the world turn out to something, I don't know, potentially crazy in 2020? Will he pursue that LP nominee? Nomination or will he stay where he's at and continue to kick ass? Will Nick Freitas actually go ahead and no, become president of the United States one day? So many questions, so many possibilities, but we've got so much going on in the future. Go ahead and subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. And if you love me, go ahead and drop me a message over at anchor.fm and let me know. And that way I'll go ahead and play it on the show. Less I get to talk, more you get to talk. Everybody wins. As always, I'm Remsa W. Martinez, and you're listening to the Remsa Dup- Martinez experience. Take care.